Hello, hello to all my lovely listeners, and welcome back to episode three of the Radically You podcast. I'm Naomi Jenkins, a practicing certified life coach, a chai latte enthusiast, and your host for today's episode on what other people think. Right. I'm just going to tell you again that I am so honored that you are here to listen to what I have to say. I am once again sitting in my tiny little walk in bedroom closet. And to be honest, it's probably going to be that way for a while. This is just the best place in my house to get good audio sound for a podcast. And I think I'm actually in good company because I have seen video evidence of Abby Wambach sitting in her closet to record her podcast with Glennon Doyle. And really, whatever is good enough for Abby is good enough for me. And the fact is, a lot of podcast experts, so to say, I guess, actually recommend recording in a closet if you don't have like a small soundproof space. So here we are. Not that I always listen to what the experts say because a few different podcasting experts also taught me that I'm supposed to bring a cup of warm or hot tea into my podcast booth with me to help keep my throat clear and my voice clear, but that I should be very careful not to put any milk products in the tea. And I'm sorry, but I just can't do it. I just really like milk or cream in my tea. I'm just kind of a latte girl. And so maybe my voice isn't going to be as clear as it could be. And that's just going to have to be okay. So if you need permission to um, turn your nose up at what the experts are telling you about this, that, and the other, consider this your permission slip from me, your friendly neighborhood latte drinking closet podcaster. Anyways, on to actual conversation points for today. Uh, Today's episode, I titled What Other People Think. And here's what I want you to know. If you care what other people think about you, guess what? You're human. You're supposed to care. It's literally how your brain has been wired. We care what other people think about us because of human evolution. Because humans have historically been herd animals, we require acceptance into the herd in order to survive. Back in the caveman days, if you um, maybe upset people and weren't invited into the cave to sit by the fire for the safety of the evening, you might have gotten eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. And your brain genuinely doesn't know that things are different now. Your brain still believes that Pleasing people around us and getting the acceptance and the validation of people around us is crucial to our survival. So good news. If what other people think is very important to you or you care about being accepted and viewed well by the people around you, then there's nothing wrong with you. In fact, even better news, the only people who don't care what other people think about them are sociopaths. So congratulations, you, my friend, are not a sociopath. 
It's just part of our programming. It's part of being human to want to be accepted by others to fit in. We crave safety. And one place that we gain a sense of safety is by feeling accepted and wanted and having that sense of belonging with the people around us. So like I said, it's not a problem to care what other people think about you. But here's when it can become a problem. It becomes a problem when we care what other people think more than we care what we think about ourselves. The thing about other people's thoughts about you is that their thoughts are a reflection of them. We all have a lens through which we see the world and the people around us, and our lens is clouded by our experiences, our traumas, our um, background and culture, whatever it may be, all of us see things through a very specific lens, specific to us and our experience. And other people look at you through their own lens, which means that their thoughts about you are much more a reflection of them than they are a reflection of you because they make sense of you as a circumstance in their life in terms of all of their other experiences. Their brain has to use you and fit you into the story that they already understand. And they may or may not get it right. So one of my all-time favorite mantras that I often share with my clients and I come back to over and over and over again for myself is, other people are allowed to be wrong about me. Think about that for just a second. Say it to yourself. Other people are allowed to be wrong about me. What comes up for you? I would just be curious. And I think it's worth sitting with for a minute to notice, do you have an immediate reaction of feeling like unsafe or in danger? Because that's what I've experienced in the past. And that's what I've noticed a lot of my clients immediately rebuttal with but that feels terrible. I don't want other people to be wrong about me. I want them to like me and see me in a positive light. But what if, if their thoughts are a reflection of them and not a reflection of you and what is true, then what if they can never really be 100% right about you? What if we have to give permission for people to be wrong about us because they're never going to be able to see us completely clearly through their own lens? The only person who can really truly see you clearly 100% is you because you are the only person who has experienced everything that you've experienced. That's overcome your own specific challenges that has had your specific successes that was raised in your family of origin, in your religious community, in your culture. At the end of the day, no matter how vulnerable we are and how much we try to let other people in to see us exactly as we are, they're just never going to be able to do it because they're never going to be able to see you without the lens of their own experience. Okay, here's the thing. I say that a lot and it really bugs me. I want you to know that. And I'm trying not to say that as much as I do. But that being said, here's the thing. Not everyone likes peaches, right? You've probably heard this before. You could be the juiciest peach in the orchard and some people just don't like peaches, so this is another 
analogy I like to use when I'm trying to remind myself or someone else that it's okay for us to allow other people to just be wrong about us. Because maybe you're a peach and that person just doesn't like peaches. What if it's okay that not everybody in the world enjoys peaches because there are enough people in the world who do, who just love a nice, ripe, juicy peach and would go out of their way to have more peaches in their life. And if you're a peach, there are people for you. But just because there's people for you doesn't mean that you are for everyone. You don't have to be for everyone. It's okay for some people to just decide you're not their cup of tea. And I think if we're all being honest with ourselves, we all certainly could think of somebody who's just not our cup of tea, not necessarily because there's anything wrong with them or they've wronged us or anything, just because they may not be a person we would choose to be around. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them or anything wrong with us. It just means there's seven plus billion people on the planet And maybe we don't have to be liked or even have that sense of belonging with everybody who comes across our path. So when your brain is offering you that like, oh no, danger, somebody is giving me signals that they don't like me and I need to fix this and I need to convince them that I'm wonderful, you can just remind it, oh, actually, maybe they're just not a peach person. And I'm one of the juiciest peaches out there. So of course they don't like me and let that be okay. Here, okay, I'm not going to say here's the thing again. If I have to bite my tongue to stop myself. (laughs) When we are hyper focused on what other people think, the reason I think that is the most problematic is because Focusing on their thoughts about us often means that we are surrendering our ability to decide what we want to think about ourselves on purpose. We take other people's thoughts and we make them our own. The main reason that we really care what other people think is because we are using their thoughts about us as a permission slip for what we are allowed to think about ourselves. So other people tell you that you're amazing, wonderful, beautiful, creative, intelligent, whatever you want to be. When we receive that message from other people, we use it as a permission to slip to believe that about ourselves. The thing is, what if we don't? Sometimes people give you a compliment And you just brush it off, right? Because it just doesn't ring true because it doesn't align with how you think about yourself, right? And just because you don't agree with them doesn't mean they're not allowed to think that about you. But other times people say something nice that we really do want to believe about ourselves and we use it as permission to believe that we're doing things right. We're being the person we want to be. We're being accepted. We are fitting in and the world is a safe place. But the only reason it feels good when someone else gives you positive feedback is because you're taking their thought and you're making it your own. You're using their thoughts about you as permission to believe what you want to believe about yourself. And that feels so good. But sometimes we do the exact opposite. 
or I guess exactly the same, but on the opposite end of the spectrum. We take negative feedback from other people and we internalize that and we use it as permission of what we're allowed to think about ourselves. So a person, for example, who maybe grew up in an emotionally abusive home and was told constantly about how stupid or terrible or worthless they were, they may have internalized that as an actual indication of who they were as a person. They may have incorporated it into their identity and used it as permission for what they are allowed to be in the world. But what if it's not true? What if they believe that they're worthless and stupid and terrible when actually they're amazing, creative, important people who are put on this planet for a beautiful purpose and they're too afraid to believe that other people could be wrong about them. That happens. I've seen it. I've worked with people in that exact situation. I've worked with children who come from abusive homes, and I've heard the heart-wrenching stories that they tell about themselves. And it's so hard for a child to understand that they don't have to believe the words of the adults and people around them because that's how their brain makes sense of the world. So whether you have these internalized identities that were given to you by other people's thoughts about you and whether you've had them since you were a child or whether something happened yesterday, I want you to know that you are allowed to take it out, look at it, and decide for yourself whether or not it's true. I'm giving you permission because I think that's exactly what I needed in the beginning to cut out the middleman, to decide on purpose what you think about you without waiting around for someone else to tell you what you're allowed to think, what it's okay to believe about yourself. So I'm going to tell you about one of the very best therapy sessions I've ever had. And I've had really great experiences with therapists and I've had really terrible experiences with therapists, um, but probably the best, most impactful therapy session I've ever had went a little something like this. I was talking to my therapist about something that had happened um, a few months to maybe a year-ish before that was really traumatic for me in the, at the time. Um, it was an interaction I had with a family member where the family member told me a lot of things that they thought about me and had been thinking about me for a very long time. And I sat and I listened and it was painful it's still painful looking back. Um, not that my memory is 100% perfect, so I probably am not remembering 100% accurately, but I know at the time it was really painful to listen to all of the things they'd been thinking about me for years and years and finally hear it out loud, even though I had suspected a lot of it. It really shook me. It really kind of like broke me down and and I hit my probably lowest rock bottom of all time shortly after this happened as I was continuing to process it. But this day in therapy, as I was sharing this experience that I had had and explaining to the therapist how it was so hard and so painful and all these things that had been said to me about myself and how I am viewed by other people around me, my therapist stopped me and he looked at me and he said, how would you feel if I told you that you were a giraffe? And I said, wait, what? 
because it was confusing, obviously. And he said, you're a giraffe. How does that make you feel? And I said, well, it makes me feel nothing. I know I'm not a giraffe. Why would you call me a giraffe? It makes me feel concerned for your mental health that you're telling me I'm a giraffe when I'm so obviously not. And he said, right, exactly. Hold on to that. And then he said, how would it make you feel if I looked at you and told you, you are wearing a black shirt? At the time I was, by the way, wearing a black shirt. And I looked down and said, well, nothing. I'm wearing a black shirt. It would make me feel nothing. And he said, right, why is that? And I said, well, because it's true. You're just telling me something I already know about myself. And he said, exactly. And then he referred me back to the story I'd been telling him about this painful interaction with a family member. And he asked me, was that family member telling you that you are a giraffe? Or was that family member telling you that you're wearing a black shirt? It's always one of those two things. Anytime people are telling us something about ourselves, they're either telling us something that is true, like you're wearing a black shirt or you have brown hair or whatever, or they're telling us something that is not true. In which case, we don't have to allow it to make us feel anything. And I'm not going to say that I'm perfect at applying this because just like the rest of the humans, I do care what other people think about me. And I do have to really consciously work to remember what I've decided to think about myself or what I'm choosing to believe is possible about who I am as I'm stepping into new versions of me all the time. But this is so helpful for me. Sometimes I stop and I ask myself, is this external feedback I'm getting, is it telling me I'm a giraffe or is it telling me that I'm wearing a black shirt? And it's that simple. If it's true and I'm being told that I'm wearing a black shirt, then I can just decide if I'm okay with that or if there's something I want to change about it. Or I can own it. I don't have to resist it. I can just decide, oh, yeah, that's true. Like, Recently, my son told me, I wish you didn't yell so much. And I wanted to immediately rebuttal with, I don't yell that much. I almost never yell. But when I paused and thought about it, I realized I do yell sometimes. I do give in to that urge to yell sometimes because sometimes that's the only thing that feels like it's going to work. And it's true. I don't want to be a person who yells. So any amount of yelling is too much. So he's telling me I yell too much. True. I don't have to make it mean anything. And I just responded and said, you know what? Me too. I'm working on that. Can you remind me that I'm not supposed to yell when you notice that I'm starting to get a little bit upset or when I have started yelling? And instead of creating disconnection between us or instead of making it mean something really painful and horrible and then like internalizing it, I just was able to say, yep, he's telling me I'm wearing a black shirt. Now, there have been other times when people have told me things that aren't true about myself. Um, or actually, let's use an example. This comes up with my kids all the time where somebody at school or more likely probably one of the three of them here at home, they get really mad at each other and they start throwing insults at each other. So one of them will come to me crying, telling me, so-and-so told me that I'm stupid. And I'll ask them, 
okay, that doesn't feel good. I'm so sorry. Are you stupid? And they always say, no, I'm not. And then I tell them, okay, so they're wrong about you. And it doesn't always work. It's not a perfect system, especially with children who really want to be coddled and helped by their mother. Um, But it is a good example of exactly what happens to us in our adult lives. People may not seek us out and throw insults at us on the playground or in the kitchen, or they might. But when we receive feedback, whether it's from a colleague, from a family member, from, I don't know, on social media, in your comments, whatever, when people give you feedback or information, or I guess just thoughts they have about you, you're allowed to pause for a minute and ask yourself, are they telling me I'm a giraffe? Or are they telling me I'm wearing a black shirt? In either case, it's just words. I get to decide what to do with it. I don't have to believe it. I'm allowed to take it with a grain of salt and decide if it might be useful information for me to take and build upon as I'm trying to become a better version of myself. Or I guess I don't like that term, not a better version, but a newer, maybe a more um, enlightened version of myself, shall we say. Um, Or you can just decide that's not useful information because it's simply not true. And then come back to, oh, that's right. Other people are allowed to be wrong about me. And sometimes you might want to give them feedback on why it's wrong about you. And sometimes it just might not be worth the battle. Sometimes it might just be okay to decide that they're wrong about you and it's not your job to help them change their mind. So in recap, it's okay to care about what other people think about you. What becomes problematic is when you use other people's thoughts about you as a reason to not decide what you want to think about yourself on purpose. And that would be my challenge for you in the coming week is to spend a little bit of time asking yourself, who am I? What do I think about me? Where did I receive these thoughts about myself? Are they my own or did I get them from outside of me? In which case, are they serving me either way? And maybe ask yourself, what do I want to believe about myself? What do I want to believe is true about who I am or who I could be? And how can I step more into that version of myself? And once you know exactly what you want to think about yourself on purpose, the trick is to just practice it. Thoughts become beliefs with practice. Whatever you currently believe about yourself, you only believe because you've been practicing it on repeat over probably a long period of time. So if there's something new you'd like to believe or think about yourself, you just get to practice. You just get to decide on purpose, this is what I want to believe about me, and tell yourself that thing every day. Go stand in front of a mirror even and tell yourself the truest thing you know about yourself. And maybe you start just with, I am worthy, I am lovable, I am allowed to be myself. But the more you practice what you want to believe about yourself on purpose, the more believable it becomes and the easier it becomes to step into that version of yourself intentionally and even on default. Once it's been practiced long enough, it really truly does just become who you are and it becomes easier to believe. So that is my challenge for you to decide 
what do you want to believe about yourself? And to start asking yourself when other people are giving you thoughts about yourself, are they just wrong about me? Are they telling me that I'm a giraffe? Is that something that I want to hold on to or something that I could disregard? All right, that is what I have for you today. Signing off from my walk-in closet. I hope you have a beautiful week and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care, my friends. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you joined me here for today's podcast. If anything in today's episode resonated with you, or you think it might prove useful to someone that you know, I hope you will share it with a friend. I would also be immensely grateful if you would take the time to leave a review in whatever podcast app you're using today. Reviews are the best way for new listeners to find the podcast so that they can come and join in on the conversation. Once a month, I will be choosing one reviewer at random to receive a free private coaching session with me on any topic of your choice. This month, I hope that person is you. Thank you.